actually yes, what, what it stands, stands for. for. <laughs> yeah, looks like a good time. I mean, I mean uh, we'll have to talk to the financiers. I don't know why the business boys aren't there live. I know, like, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What guess? Like, you're gonna have to talk to Stats Guy. <laughs> seriously, the Stats Guy runs the budget for the show too. You know. You can't afford a couple yeah. of plane tickets to Vegas and a couple comped rooms at MGM or wherever it's taking place. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Business Boys, first one of 2019. Uh, welcome, everyone, back. It's nice to nice to have you guys listening in on this brand new year. Happy 2019 to y'all. Uh, with me, as always, Spencer Air. How you doing? How was your New Year's? Uh, New Year's was bad. I had the flu. I spent it in bed. Uh, rough New Year's. But yeah, 2019 so far, pretty cool. Digging 2019. Happy 2019 to everyone. And super pumped to be back for the first episode of 2019. That's it. That's it. Fun little things turning 20 in 2019. SpongeBob SquarePants. The Euro. Uh, Law & Order SVU. The Y2K fear was 20 effing years ago. Feels like oh, yesterday. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, who, who wants to be a millionaire will be 20, will be 20 in 2019. Uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time, that album, 20 years old. Britney Spears, what a, what a champ. What a wild ride she's been on in the last 20 years, eh? My first love. Uh, <laughs> we got the first Blackberry coming out 20 years ago. And then a couple notable movies, The Matrix and The Sixth Sense. Man, I wish I was turning 20. Yeah, seriously, eh? Oh, man. So that's uh, just to make you guys feel a little bit older, but um, definitely uh, a, lot of, a lot of life ahead of us, so I'm not, uh, I'm not too stressed about it. Definitely had some good football games last week, too. Um, saw that Bears game. That was insane. Won a couple yeah. shekels on that kick, which was nice. Um and we got hopefully another another great action packed weekend ahead of us. Want to make uh, want to make some pickies? Yeah, let's do some quick picks. We got a lot of business news okay. to get into. Yeah, so we got we'll rapid fire it. Chiefs, Colts. Chiefs are favored by five. Who are you taking? Chiefs. Okay, I'm gonna give a, a shout out to Jay Guns. I'm going Colts. I'm gonna go pick Colts to cover that five. All right. And we got Los Cowboys against Los Angeles Rams. Um, who are you going spread seven points for the yeah, Rams? It's a big spread. I was confused with it at first. Cowboys have been playing really well, but uh, I just have a feeling they they're gonna go in there and lay a complete goose, and the Rams are gonna <laughs> smoke them. So I'm picking yeah, the, the Rams. Rams the Rams haven't played well for a few weeks though, but I I think it's I think it's playoff time and Gurley's gonna go bananas. So I'm going I'm gonna stick with you with the Rams on that one. Then we got the Chargers against the Patriots. Uh, Patriots are favored by four. I'm gonna go Chargers. Go Chargers. I'm, I'm go so Chargers. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think they have the better team. It's hard to play in New England, but I'm rolling with the Chargers. Then, I really want them to go all the way. And then we got the Philadelphia Eagles host or going to New Orleans to face the Saints. It's an eight-point spread in favor of the Saints. I gotta stick with my man Foles Magic. He's gonna take him all the way. Let's fucking go! Uh, I'm going Foles. I really Super Bowl yeah. bound, baby. I was gonna go with them too, but I'll go Saints just to be different. I am pretty on the fence with this <laughs> one. I, I would not be surprised the I Eagles love... won that game. I'd be so into that. Hey, are you uh, you drinking anything today? By the way, 
Yeah, I'm drinking like my fourth coffee with sugar. I'm uh, jumpy as all hell right now. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. I'm like having like a like a like you know those days where you like feel stoned but you didn't smoke any weed. Like that's the kind of day I'm having. Just kind of been like ooting well in the house. I'm in between jobs, so I've been chilling pretty nicely lately. But I got myself a nice, uh, you know, grapefruit energy water and gin, a little tanqueray. So if, hopefully that'll spruce me right back up. Is it Infinity Gin? Or wait, what's no. uh, what's Ryan Reynolds' gin? A- avi- oh, aviation, aviation Gin. Yes. <laughs> no, it is not. It uh, is not. It has not been pray. It has not been meditated for four hours and <laughs> soothed to the sweet songs of Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's, it's tanker, eh? it'll, get, it'll get you there. Um, I noticed uh, it was at my girlfriend's house for New Year's Eve. They have three Alexas going in the house, all in different rooms. Oh, man, I'm starting to get serious paranoia with Alexa. I just don't like it. I'm, I'm already a paranoid individual. Um, now I'm starting to like, like I was talking in the house, you know, we're having some dinner. And I'm thinking, you know, I got to watch what I say. Because God knows I say some stupid shit and I feel like Alexa's listening to me and then like one day I'm going to be in court and they're going to go back 40 years and take what Alexa said. Like some out of context statement is going to be used against me. Just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I know know I'm being overly paranoid, but I I really don't like it. Yo, I feel you, man. I won one at like a gift exchange. And like, first of all, like, I'm, I like my apartment's shitty. Like, I don't, I have no smart stuff in my house. Like, so it doesn't connect anything. But like, you know, I get it to tell me the weather and the score in the football games if I'm not watching and stuff. But like, sometimes I'll be like watching TV and like someone named like Alexa will start and she'll like pick up what's going on in the TV. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that is some She's eavesdropping. Shit. She's a huge creeper. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it really, really par- makes me paranoid. But I mean, most stuff does. So I'm probably just being uh, dramatic here. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I really <laughs> don't. It, it, it rubs me the wrong way. Yo, I was actually, I, I wanted to just jump back on the the football thing real quick because I forgot to mention something. I was out with someone yesterday who was like a Carrie Underwood fan, and who is it, man? I mean, <laughs> she's great, she's a country music legend. And I was just, I was thinking like how crucial she is to like football you know because like i was trying to explain to the person because they're not a football fan like you know you start like su- football sunday starts like from like 1 to 4 30 there's like eight games and then like from 4 30 to you know 7 30 there's like five games and then by the time the 8 20 game starts you're like fucking exhausted like kind of bang out on the couch you've been watching football for seven hours you're like how am i gonna get like pumped up for this game and then like a phoenix she fucking rises and sings that like I don't know if it's noticed it's the same song anymore, but she just gets no, you not. jacked up for every Sunday night. But I'm waiting all day for Sunday night was the best one. Yeah, and I like, agree. Like I, I, I don't think she's crucial at all because Faith Hill was way better. Oh yeah, Faith Hill was good. I don't have I don't have like the I have Dizone now, so I don't get that. Dude, anymore. by the way, I have Dizone too now for the playoffs. Thank you, Dizone, for that free month during NFL playoffs. <laughs> Let's um, go. Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I need that pump up song. I know that's the one thing I don't like about DAZN is you can't really get the pregame like official pregame. Yeah, and what was what was the one that was used to be on Monday night with like this like was it Ronnie Hawkins or whatever? It turned out he was racist. Not so Ronnie Hawkins, but it's another it's another country guy. 
It's, uh, <laughs> are you ready it's, for some football? It's time to get ready. They still, it's I still mean, like really ready. Thing. It's like a variation of the song now. And okay. Somehow Jason Derulo's in it. <laughs> Jason Derulo. <laughs> six six I, songs. It, it, they it always is, get me pumped I, up. I do like Sunday the songs. Major. It does get me pumped up, man. Oh, we're having uh, we're having some technical uh, issues on my end. You keep cutting in and out here. Yeah, you've been doing a bit the same. I don't know if it's uh, me or you or what, but uh, you, me, or Dupree. But <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. I can still hear you. All right, cool, cool. Um, yeah, 28, 2018's done. Uh, pretty shitty end of the mo- end of the year in December for stocks and businesses alike. We got a nice little uh, bounce back now. I got a bunch of stats, but they're on my phone. Um, pretty much like most of the indices fell. Uh, China got hit hard. Japan, fell, like pretty much everything fell around the world. <laughs> That's a good summary. Um, yeah, what a it was like such a such a roller coaster too. Because like it it fell like there was one day. I remember I was like back home for Christmas. And my dad yeah, was, was like depressing. looking at it like having like a fucking heart attack. But then a couple days later, it like bounced up like three percent again. Yeah, well, you had the Fed come out in December. Um, really kind of lousy announcement, you know, saying they were just going to be on autopilot with their quantitative tightening. Um, so, so that was bad. And they committed to two rate hikes when I think they should have just said, we'll wait and see, see how it is in a few months. But, uh, you had the fed last week kind of, uh, come back and, and, and really go back on those words and say, you know, we're, we're going to keep monitoring and maybe do it more wait and see. You got U.S. China now discussing a trade deal, so you got a lot more optimism now than you did uh, a few weeks ago, which is uh, in part part because of the rebound. But yeah, I think it was, the sell-off was a bit uh, overblown, overdone. So we're back for the time being, but uh, yeah, who knows? It's very yeah, definitely very news uh, oriented. Yeah, definitely a nice start though to 2019. I'll take it better than the end of uh, 2018 for sure. Yeah, man. Um, you know, some good com- some companies doing well. I know you were all uh, excited about uh, Tesla's Q4 reports, even though they were a bit lower than. I, I was pumped. The market wasn't. This is the same thing uh, analysts did like last year. They, I knew the numbers weren't going to meet what the analysts thought the numbers were going to be. But I don't know what kind of research the analysts are doing because the numbers came in right where I thought they would be. Just from it's pretty easy to track how many deliveries they're going to have. So I don't know what kind of analysis these analysts are doing to have way too high expectations. But yeah, another record quarter. Uh, I think it was over 90,000 uh, vehicle deliveries, up 8 or 9% from last quarter, which was, again, a huge record. And uh, yeah, now, now, now you're starting Model 3 in Europe, which is huge. Uh, they just started. They just broke ground on the uh, Gigafactory three in China. Uh, Elon, be careful in China, man. Uh, don't get arrested or anything. No weed smoking. <laughs> no, no weed smoking over there. It's illegal. <laughs> and we'll uh, get into some kind of shenanigans yeah. for sure. I'm just excited to see what it's going to be. You know. Yeah, it's 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 pretty aggressive the uh, timeline for China. But if anyone can build a factory super quickly and start pumping out cars, it's it's China. I mean. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's like really exciting. It's going to be a very, very big year for Tesla. Nice. And in the, uh, the cousin of the auto industry airline, uh, hadn't been doing too well. Yeah. The airline, like Delta cut their forecast saying the holiday season ticket sales were kind of weak and all the other airlines uh, tumbled with it. So, uh, yeah, I guess people just not, uh, going on vacation as much. 
this holiday season or less than they thought they would be. Um, usually somewhat of a sign the economy is slowing down a bit, which it is slowing down a bit, but it's still strong. So, uh, yeah, not much more to say on that one. But, like, let's get into, like, what we all know you're super excited about and super excited to talk about. Like, you know, without further ado, Mattel, big announcement. They're making a, a Barbie movie. I know you've been super excited to talk about that. What do you <laughs> no. what do you think about that as a move for Mattel? Oh, I'm uh, so pumped for, for that Mattel. movie, man. I'm so pumped. I can't <laughs> wait for the Barbie movie. No, it's a, it's a good move. Like, I was thinking the company is struggling quite a bit. It's not looking good whatsoever for Mattel. You know, obviously, Mattel, they sell toys, so... Uh, Barbie is, I would say, their their biggest and most popular and best-selling brand. Hot Wheels is another. A lot of them are struggling, like American Girl and Fisher-Price. But this is what Hasbro did with Transformers. This is what Hasbro did with G.I. Joe. Um, if you can make a successful uh, film uh, or a franchise even of films, um, it could be very profitable for the company uh, with licensing deals, ticket sales, blah, blah, blah also kind of um, rejuvenate your toy sales through that. Uh, does Bo- does Barbie have the potential to be a Transformers series? I don't really think so. But Margot Robbie's a, a big star. So no, like, I don't think it just has like, it doesn't have as big of an audience, but. No, nah, it'd be tough to make like four Barbie movies, but Margot Robbie's a great grab and, and this is what the company needed to do. And the only real brand I, I could see them doing it with was Barbie, so. It's a good move. We'll see. It's a bold move. We'll see if it pays off, Cotton. But uh, I think it's a. It's definitely. It's definitely the proper step they need to take right now. Is Margot Robbie the girl from The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I Tanya. Uh, she's in a couple of Will Smith movies and Suicide Squad. Nice. She's a good actress. She's great. We have the exact same birthday, July second, nineteen ninety. Oh wow! Yeah. Interesting. Interesting fact. Yeah. Um, what else we got going on? You, is there any little jargon, quick ones you want to talk uh, about? Uh, you've been happy about Roku lately. Yeah, man, they had some, they, they came out Monday. Uh, they came out Monday with some great Q4 numbers before CES. They have 27 million active accounts. I think it was 23.8 million at the end of last quarter. That's up over 40% year over year. Um, streaming hours is up over 60% year over year, which is to me the more important one. It's like, Active accounts are fine, but people can just make like have an account and then never use it. You want people on the platform because the most un- misunderstood thing about Roku is it's a software company and not a hardware company, right? I mean, they make money now off selling um, like Roku sticks and off licensing it through third parties, like so it's already built into the TVs, but it's already like the majority of their money comes through advertisements on their free channels in that and uh, people paying for channels through on their service. So that's, that's where the real money is made. It's already more than 50% of the revenue. And in the future it'll be, I mean, 90% of the revenue, maybe even more, it'll be almost all of their revenue. So um, really good numbers, uh, preliminary numbers. I think we'll have a really good Q4 report. And then uh, Citron, man, my boy, Andrew left ripping it this morning on Twitter, uh, citing, you know, Apple's new new deals, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, they announced it at CES. They're going to partner with Samsung and LG to um, license Apple TV directly in their products. I think that was a bit lazy analysis. I, Apple TV is pretty far behind 
uh, both the Amazon Fire and Roku and probably Chromecast too. I think Chromecast is better. Apple TV has always been a flop and yeah, it's just it's just not as good. There's not enough. There's not enough as much content on it. It's too expensive. It's also um, like kind of like I don't like the like the platform. It's also like kind of a shit platform. Yeah, like I, the little box. I, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um. And and then like the big thing was like oh you can get iTunes now like on your Samsung TV. Like, who can, who cares? You can get you get Spotify on Amazon or Roku. It's way better anyways. There's more people on Spotify. So just thought yeah. it was it was some lazy analysis. Deleted the tweet. People weren't happy about it. They're like oh market manipulation. That to clarify the initial tweet saying they're just watching it from the sideline, but they're they're not. Uh, they're very pessimistic. Like, look, if you're long a stock and a short seller attacks it, like, don't call for market manipulation. They're just stating a point. And if you're not confident enough in your long position that that rattles you, then you probably shouldn't be invested in the stock in the first place. Good point. And like vice it. versa. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You mentioned um, CES before. So for those of you who, who don't know, it's like a consumer electronics show. I think that's, yes, that's actually what it stands, what it stands for. for. It's in Vegas. <laughs> Looks like yeah. a good time. I mean, uh, we'll have to talk to the financiers. I don't know why the business boys aren't there live. Like, what the I hell? Know, seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, get... You're going to have to talk to Stats Guy. Yeah, the stats Guy runs the budget for the show, too, you know? Like, you can't afford a couple plane yeah. tickets to Vegas and a couple comp rooms at MGM or wherever it's taking place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think every... Every major consumer electronics company is there, except for Apple, I believe, is not there. I don't know. Oh, no, they're yeah, there. they're not there, but they put do – you, do you hear about this? They put a bunch of billboards up in Vegas, like around CES, saying um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like a play on their data privacy thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. They're Fuck not there because obviously they have nothing new and exciting to show. <laughs> yes, seriously. <laughs> Even though they're, well, yeah. I, I think their AirPods are killing it right now, but – Ah, I'm not Anyways. a big fan of them. Anyways, but yeah, so I guess do you want to go over some of the uh, some of the notes from day one? Today's day one. There's two more days, so maybe we'll cover the bigger stuff. Yeah. In the next pod, you want to go over some of the highlights from day yeah, one? Yeah, for sure. I thought it started yesterday, but I think that was like day zero. I don't know how they're doing their math in Vegas. Oh, okay. There. Either way, there's uh, <laughs> some some pretty cool tech stuff. Lot lot of TVs, man. Lot of TVs. Like the one I saw, Samsung has a 98 inch 8K smart TV. 98 inch that's insane that's so ship big. it ship it over in a boat like freaking king kong <laughs> yeah um lg had like some folding tv you're cutting off again god damn it stats guy fix this connection no and, I'm, uh, I'm with you i'm with you i'm okay. with you i'm with you <laughs> so so uh lots of tvs um but it didn't none of them really like st- stood out to me except the 98 inch one for the size like I'm, I'm not a big guess, and you know, I'm not really picky with my TVs. I don't need like 8K and and like the most high tech picture. Um, but yeah, lots of TVs. I saw one too. It was a foldable uh, smartphone. It li- literally looks like a wallet. The company is called Royale. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. It looks kind of interesting, but uh, back to the flip phones. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you pretty much would like fold with the screen on the outside folded in the middle and it kind of looks like a wallet that's pretty sweet yeah people just trying to pack like as much screen as possible into as small of a, de- a device as possible so that so that clicks it but uh the review is saying it like still has a long way to go but you know it's it's, it's cool this is this is what you get at ces right you get smaller companies presenting really different and unique ideas whether they're good or bad 
it remains to be seen. Uh, I saw that. Yeah. Any anything that uh, struck your eyes? Yeah. Well, there's. Well, I know BlackBerry. We kind of talked about them before that. The, that the BlackBerry phone came out 20 years ago, but they've. Uh, we talked about it on a previous podcast. Definitely switched their vision, more software now. They have some new software for like the vehicles of your car, so it's all about like Internet of Things connecting to different devices and apps, so you can just better integration with like Google Maps and Google Play. So it's just about making it like easier to use while you're in the car, making it safer, and then like beefing up like the data security around it. Kind of fucked that we have data security for cars now but like that's where we're at um and you might like you might call me a loser for liking this i'm gonna i'm gonna toss out the question cooler tool um the ge smart kitchen hub like you know i'm all about that man like i love to like come home and like cook and like play my music maybe do a little facetime while i'm in the kitchen like it's a it's like a smart it's like a Google Home, but like completely built into your kitchen. It's like something around like a thousand, two hundred, thousand, three hundred bucks. Has like a ventilation system. It's like a TV. You can put recipes on it. You can play music. Uh, control all your other applications. Like I'm, I'm down. Like I, I want one eventually. Yeah, it sounds cool. I think I'm, the price is too high. I would never touch, uh, pay that much for that. But yeah, it is. It is high, but it's like a TV, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, no cool idea. But uh, people spend yeah. a lot of time in the kitchen, so. Oh, for sure. Um, so that, that I, was one that I, IBM I was had a first. In. Yeah, no, uh, that's a really good one. Uh, IBM unveiled a first standalone quantum computer. Not available for sale yet, but uh, still pretty promising uh, feat in technology. Uh, Facebook working on a new AI chip. There was there's like tons of shit. There's like robot delivery dogs, which is kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like an earpiece you put it in and it like translates languages right away so you can that that was like pretty interesting that is cool so if you're in like a different country or you're doing a business deal with somebody you don't need an actual translator there so uh, i'm sure uh, people who are translators for do that for a living are not too happy about that um but that that was certainly interesting uh uber uber was a big one they one of their partners uh textron's bell division they unveiled like design details for the um, full sky air taxi that Uber wants to launch in five years. Um, man, it, it's bold. Like it's bold barbecue bold. It, it's uh, it's like they're gonna bag. have these. They're gonna have these um, like launch pads, let's say, and like each one they, they want to plan to have two hundred uh, air taxis launch per hour at each like each of these launch pads. So the launch pad will either be its own building or on the top of like a mall or something. Ooh. Yeah. Um, like originally it'll start out with actual pilots and then hopefully go full autonomously. Uh, still skeptical on this. I think like there's, there's going to be a lot of hurdles. Like I don't think you just launch a bunch of air taxis in the air. It seems like it would be mayhem to me. There's got to be some sort of like air traffic control and shit now. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Be. Just... Yeah, it, it seems like a, like a lot harder than they're kind of making it out to be, but uh, definitely they're, they're c- completely committed to it. So um, we're going to see more developments as as the years go on with that. Uh, that was that was a huge one. Uh, Google today they had their presentation, really be- beefing up Google Assistant, trying to take on Alexa. Uh, nothing too notable, just a lot more integration, like with Maps and that. Um, Making the assistant like able to text back really easily, kind of book appointments, book anything, uh, translate languages, all that shit. So, uh, just trying to take on Alexa in that category. But really I mean, nice. we're st- 
Yeah, and Nvidia, big focus on gaming, sweet gaming TV, expensive shit, but I'm not a hardcore gamer. I wouldn't know if it's really, really worth it or not. Yeah, yeah. lots of lots of exciting products in that. I really wish I would we love were to there. Go. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a good time, and plus you're in Vegas, so <laughs> seriously. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're still uh, day one, so a few more days to go, and uh, yeah, it's fun to fun to see all the cool new products coming out early twenty. Yeah, and all, it's all stuff that like you know we would be. It's like all consumer products, so it's stuff that we you know might be using in the near future, yeah. which is always fun. Yeah, no doubt. But not, no, honestly, nothing like revolutionary. That's like really really shocked me so far yeah, yeah and I don't, I don't know if we'll get it but well like the whole technology like it seems like everything's just completely built around whether unless it's like a, it's all iot right it's like tvs connecting to shit phones connecting to shit cars connecting yeah. to shit so you know it's the revolution i guess we're in right now and we'll see what happens moving forward yeah yeah legit um you could talk about these burgers Oh, I could always talk about <laughs> burgers, but uh, did you want to mention Apple quickly too? Some people calling for Tim Cook to be, uh, you know, some people getting a little frustrated with uh, Mr. Cook over there, not cooking up any innovation. Yeah, they cut their uh, Q1 2019 forecast pretty drastically. First time since 07, uh, pretty much citing weaker iPhone demand in China. And uh, yeah, they really revised the revenue down quite a bit uh shares plunged obviously um yeah i mean tim cook sat down did a 10 minute 15 minute interview i'm like there there are some positives about what they announced uh services are growing very nicely wearables are also growing wearables being the watch and the airpods like the headphones so uh obviously services everyone knew that was like kind of the uh redeeming factor with apple right now it's growing at like 30 percent year over year uh also ipad strong had strong sales which is a bit surprising and the iphone was decent in other areas is really china just uh hurting there so yeah i'm not too surprised about the cut and you know they asked tim cook about doing a big acquisition he's like well you know it's it's not that we don't like doing them but it just hasn't been right yet and our stock is really cheap, so we're probably just going to rebuy more stock. Classic Apple move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's not an innovator. He's a, he's a great businessman. Yeah. He's a COO at Nature. Some people are just so. calling to have him do, like, something else in the company. But, like, people were kind of hoping, like, one of his weaknesses is innovation. And, like, he definitely tightened stuff up and helped him grow, like, a lot of revenue. He's a great businessman. But I think people were hoping more to have, have some more innovators kind of circled around him. And people are complaining maybe he just got too many like-minded people chilling around the... The executive board instead of focusing on innovation and stuff and we're sort of starting to see other companies catch up to them it's a mature company like it's yeah. it's tough it to is do, what it is but there's a lot of mature companies out there and apple is one of them now that's why the price earnings ratio is nice and low uh it still makes a ton of cash and people still love their products but you know at, at the same time it's better to do what they're doing now uh than innovate something stupid that doesn't work and it costs them a ton of money so absolutely all right all right let's talk some burgers yeah, i could go for a burger right oh now, man Getting nice and hungry yeah same we're doing this uh, we're doing this earlier than normal but. i know i know but still it, it's like it's like implanted in our brains that after i talk with you on the podcast <laughs> it's time to you know shove some food down my face but oh, absolutely. um yeah impossible burger from impossible foods uh, incredible burger is uh 
is Nestle, I think. And then like I've I've had the Beyond Burger at A and W. It's it's good. Like I, I love getting like that's like my favorite thing to get when I like order Uber Eats like at four a.m. when I come home all fucked up. A nice chubby chicken and a Beyond Burger. It's pretty good. Like it's like I don't really taste the difference yeah. that much. I've never tried it. Um, but yeah, like like the main reason we're talking about this is Nestle is making. Uh, Nestle announced they're going to make the, this thing called the Incredible Burger. So pretty much what all three of these things are is you're you're making meat from plants and and it's supposed to taste um, exactly like a regular burger. And you know it's very scientific. I watched a YouTube video of six minutes on it, so I'm quite the expert now. And uh, pretty much there's this like chemical or compound, whatever it's called, heme, and it's responsible for like that iron and a lot of the taste in the burger. So what they do is they make, and, and that's like unique to animals, but you can make it from like, they use this like wheat machine that creates heme. And then they insert that with like wheat and potato protein and like uh, soy and like coconut and, and like all this shit. And it makes it, anyways, it makes a burger from uh, genetically engineered from like plants, like like certain, certain things from plants and stuff. Um, definitely really cool idea. I should definitely try it. And um pretty much some positives is one we're not slaughtering millions of animals uh two there's like free from contamination or so they claim um yeah just using molecules and science to to recreate meat and i think it's a really innovative and good idea you know it also saves some land space you don't have to use as much water like feeding the animals and stuff less greenhouse gas emitted so a lot of positives i think the fda is still like I don't know if they've like fully approved it or not yet, but um, pretty clear with Nestle's move, they're becoming more and more popular. Obviously, there's a lot of vegetarians, vegans out there. Right. And I think it's like a like personally, I, I think it's like nice. If you want to go have a burger, you get like that nice vegan option or you don't want to eat too much meat. I think it's great. I don't think it'll be like be one of those things that like completely takes off. Like for me, like ultimately, like when I want a burger, I want a burger. Some people have yeah. just been like, no, we make like one of the companies that came out in that article was just like, no, we make like beef stuff. And I don't want to make something that's like all we do. We make everything from scratch, you know, like we get the beef, like we ground it up ourselves. We do this, we do that. Like we don't want to have something on the menu that's been created in a lab. And I think that kind of turns off some people. Listen, like at the end of the day, like it's not like the healthiest thing in the world. Like don't think just because it's vegan that like, it's like going to be like, you're going to be losing weight by like slamming these like vegan burgers, you know, but like, it's a nice alternative, yeah. a nice tasty alternative for people. If you want to have one once in a while, at the end of the day, I think there's, there's a lot of soy in them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Has it, well, has a, a high sodium content. So it's like very, very salty. Um, and then it, they use a lot of coconut oil, which has a lot of saturated yeah. fat, which can lead to health problems. Um, and then they have like ingredients like Xana, Xanthan gum. Which, like, there's no, like, health health risks, like, associated to it. But it's just, like, it's, like, not something natural that comes out of the ground. So I think that might, like, turn people off. I think it'll be one of those things where, like, it's cool. And, like, we'll see what happens to people in, like, 20 years. And then, like, maybe someone will be, like, oh, shit. Like, these things aren't actually, like, they're fucking terrible for you. Kind of like we thought, like, beef was, like, the best thing you could be eating 20 years ago. But it's actually not. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, I think the general, like, for me, at least, like, the general consensus is, like, don't eat too much of anything. Like, you know, have a nice balance. Like, don't just start, like, slamming down these vegan burgers thinking, like, you're going to be ripped and shit. Obviously like, not. I think, I think too, it's a little misleading. They're like, we're making meat from plants, but really it's completely genetically engineered. Like they're not physically right. just taking plants and they're making meat, right? They're like 
Um, yeah, it's not a black take, bean burger, you know? No, they're, like, taking out the molecules from certain parts of plants and then, like, engineering them. It's, it's, it's a dope process. It's, it's very expensive right now. That's, that's like, I think the big caveat, too. It's, like, way more expensive to make one of these burgers uh, the way they're making it in the lab than um, the traditional way. So until the price gets uh, competitive, too, I don't see it really threatening it too much, but... And a lot of what a lot of companies are doing that like offer like this type of a burger is they don't really make like margins on like on the the vegan option. They just have it as like a kind of like a hey, like we got like a vegan option because it is way more expensive. So it's more of like a like a look good in the public eye kind of thing that I think helps bring them in a little bit of extra revenue. But I don't think it's like a like a big margin killer for them. Like I don't think they I mean, make a lot of money on them. No, no, but I think, I think like I read you can buy the Beyond products at certain uh, grocery stores. Yeah. Yeah, So maybe I'll have to uh, pick a few up, test them out. Have some, have a burger fiasco. Love it. I love burgers. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. It's definitely interesting. And I think the no contamination thing uh, for me is like the biggest positive. And obviously like not slaughtering a bunch of animals. Yeah. Like... I like. I'm not gonna go vegan. Like I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you guys. But like, it's nice to know that like they're not gonna be like killed in excess. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Complete agreement there. And yeah. They, so they have it at A and W and Carl's Juniors, I believe. Carl Junior. Never eaten at Carl's Junior. Looks they good. In, they had one in Toronto for a little bit. It closed. It did not work out. But I had the opportunity to enjoy a few burgers. It's it's pretty good, man. It's very greasy. Like next level of grease, you know, way more greasy than McDonald's. So I was just gonna say, kind of like a, a side, but like uh, I'm just gonna go for it. So one thing I hate <laughs> about like watching TV or like Netflix or like like sometimes when I watch the Zone, right? Like they have commercials. Like I wish like there was a way I could just remove food commercials from like TV because like I, like I'll be watching them. It doesn't end up making me want to go to Carl's Jr. or fucking Tim Hortons. It just makes me hungry as shit. And I'm like, no, I was being fucking good. Like, new year, new me, watching my weight, eating healthy. And then, like, whammo, like, six burgers just pop up on my screen. And I'm like, well, like, now I just, now I'm starving. Like, I wish, <laughs> like, it's just like, you're fucking killing that's, me here. That's good. That's the, that's what they want. I know, but I'm not even going to buy their shit. Like, it's just like, I just, like, it just makes me hungry. I wish there was a way that I could just be like, no burgers. Like, show me, like, kale or some shit. So I don't want to eat, you know? <laughs> Um, one trick that I do, like, it's not even a trick. I just, I just pause whatever I'm watching at the beginning and then fast forward the commercial. Ah, that's pretty good. You're not live, you know, but yeah. Then you, then then you get the updates on your ESPN fantasy, but before the touchdown. No, no, I don't have any of that stuff. I put my phone down and away and and I don't really mind it. The commercials, I usually just do other stuff and never pay attention to commercials. Um, but a lot of the, uh, a lot of the paid channels, or like services that you do get, like they won't show ads, which is kind of nice. I like, um, I do like, like on the zone, how they can, you get like super targeted commercials too. Like there's like stuff I've seen that's like specific to Montreal. And I'm like, nice. Like this is like a bit more. Well, like- yeah. I don't, I don't know if you notice, like every time I come back to Montreal from Toronto and go on YouTube, I get Montreal ads. Like I get ads in French and I go back to Toronto. I get Toronto based ads. I get Maple Leaf ads all the time and stuff. Right. It's, it's it knows where you are it's very it's very impressive um the real like one, one of the real benefits of streaming for advertisers is uh, you have so much data 
like like Netflix has so much data about what you like to watch and stuff for suggestions. They have that same data like, oh, these people like to watch this, this, and this. Um, most likely these ads will work best. So it's a way more effective way for advertisers to analyze their data than like Nielsen guides and whatever traditional TV has. Yeah. Plus it gives like a little bit of like a, a shout out to the little guy, you know, like you don't need to be like a Coca-Cola to get some ad space, like targeted. Like, you know, you don't need to buy like, okay, I'm advertising on the Super Bowl and the entire world's going to see this. Like you can be a smaller company that says like, no, no, no I just want to like target Montreal. Like give me like a Montreal commercial. It's cheaper. You can target the people you need. And it's, 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 it's better that way. Like it gives, gives a little guy a chance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just makes sense to me to advertise that way versus yeah. traditional TV. Just seems like the better op- option. Yeah, for everyone. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Pretty good. It's a good. Uh, it's nice warming back up into 2019. Hope you guys, uh, you know, to turn it on on the way to your jobs and stuff like that in the morning. <laughs> the morning commute as you guys slowly get used to. Holy fuck! Another year. Another year of work. But uh, I hope we can uh, help uh, smooth that transition, and make it a little bit more fun for y'all. Uh, you want to yeah. you want to add anything uh, there, over there, Bubba? No, let's get out of here. All right. Well, from all of us here at the Business Boys, thank you for tuning in to episode number twenty-seven. I believe. I uh, wish you guys all a great couple weeks. I'll be in Florida next week, enjoying the beautiful sunshine. So maybe I'll uh, post y'all a couple pics from there. But uh, until then, check y'all later. Peace out.